Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I am Evangelist Janice Nelson, and I want to welcome you to season two of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole, a weekly women's Bible study podcast. Today is Sabbath Sunday, October 17th, the year of our Lord, 2021. In this Bible study podcast, we address various issues that break the spirit of women and then seek to promote women's spiritual wholeness and well-being with lessons learned from the Word of God. Ladies, are you familiar with the expression, patience is a virtue? The idea behind this expression goes as far back as the 5th century to the poem Psychomychia, which serves to highlight Christian ideals and describes vices and virtues as people fighting one another. In the poem Psychomychia, patience is a virtue. According to scripture, something we must learn to do better is wait for God to answer our prayers. Sometimes waiting for God to answer our prayers is easier said than done because God does not usually respond to our prayers according to our timetable. So what should we do while we are waiting? The answer is we need to keep praying and persevere in prayer. When we come back, we are going to talk about persistence in prayer. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. Today, we are talking about persistence in prayer. Our scripture reading is taken from Psalms 28, verses 1 through 9, known as the third prayer for judgment. And I will be reading from the King James Version of the Bible if you want to follow along with the scripture reading. Now reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 28, beginning at verse 1, the psalmist writes, Unto thee will I cry, O Lord my rock. Be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hand towards thy holy oracle. Draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands, render to them their desert. Because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands, he shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplication. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. The Lord is their strength 
and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of his word. Amen. Ladies, our scripture text today reminds me of the parable of the persistent widow that Jesus told to his disciples in order to demonstrate to them that they should always pray and never give up. According to this parable, there was a judge who did not fear God and who had no regard for man or the law. There was a widow in the city who brought a case before the judge to be heard and to get justice from her adversary. The judge was not interested in the widow's case, and she did not have anything with which to bribe him with. Nevertheless, the widow kept coming, and finally the judge said this, according to Luke 18, Though I do not fear God, nor regard man. Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. The lesson Jesus was teaching was that God is not indifferent to the cries of his people, but rather the exact opposite of the magistrate in the text we just read. And believers should approach his throne with boldness and persistence when they pray. Prayer requires persistence because God answers prayer, answers to our prayer do not always come when we want it to. And that is the point of Psalms 28. It is about, excuse me, it is about inopportunity or our persistence in prayer. So let's unpack Psalms 28. Psalms 28 has three stanzas. The first stanza, verses 1 and 2, is an appeal to God to hear the psalmist's prayer, a prayer that the psalmist had apparently been making for a long time. I say this because David's appeal to God is to no longer be silent. If David is asking God not to be silent, it must be because God has been silent for quite some time. Verses 1 and 2 says, Unto thee will I cry, O Lord my rock. Be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplication when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle. So David is appealing to God to break his silence and speak to him. David's argument for God to speak to him is a good one. He says that if the Lord remains silent, he 
that would be David, will, quote, become like them that go down into the pit, end quote. This statement deserves some consideration because the pit is Sheol, also known as the grave or hell. In the Hebrew Bible, Sheol is a place of darkness to which the dead would go. So Sheol is the abode of the dead. However, it is doubtful that David was saying that he would die or be killed unless God intervened because in prior Psalms, unlike some of the prior Psalms we have studied where David's life was being threatened by hostile enemies and he prayed for deliverance, here David was making a plea for justice, much like the widow woman in the parable we read earlier. David is asking for a vindicating judgment. So who is David seeking judgment against? Verses three through five says, draw me not away with thy wicked, with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their heart. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands, render to them their deserts. Because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hand, he shall destroy them and not build them up. So the people David is seeking judgment against are wicked people who surround him with hypocritical smiles and schemes. Do you know anybody like that? David is not concerned with dying or being killed, but spiritually speaking, David would be as good as dead if God refuses to answer his prayers, in which case he would be no different than the dying godless people who have no relationship with God. Also, it is important to note that David is not being self-righteous or judging other people a problem that we all sometimes have. Matthew 7 verse 1 says, judge not that you be not judged. Judging is not David's problem. David has approached God on the basis of his mercy, and he is acknowledging his own sinful nature. More importantly, in verse 3, David begins with a petition to prevent him from being drawn into wicked, evil schemes, not with a request for God to judge. David knows full well that he can be provoked and behave exactly the way the wicked behave and any sin that any sinner commits. David knows that he is also capable of committing. You see, ladies, if you are not careful and attentive to your own behavior, prolonged provocation will provoke you into doing some pretty wicked things. It is for this reason David anxiously anxiously waits to hear God's answer to his prayer. 
Psalms 28 brings another story in the Bible to my mind. In Matthew 4, there is a story about Satan tempting Jesus in the wilderness. The events of this story occur at the beginning of Jesus's ministry when he was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The Bible says, quote, and he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, end quote. Jesus's quote is a citation from the book of Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse three, which says that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Every Christian serious about his or her walk with Christ should think about their life in these terms. Our spiritual life should take precedent over our physical life. Matthew chapter 16, verse 26 says, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what man, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? If life is received and preserved by hearing the word of God, it would make sense for every believer to take seriously the responsibility of developing a relationship with the Lord through prayer. David believed that apart from hearing the voice of the Lord, he would perish, which is why he persistently prayed and why we should not only persistently pray, but continually seek his face through diligent Bible study. Put another way, imagine yourself standing unsteady on the edge of an immense pit. Would you cry out for help? And if you knew that there was someone nearby who could rescue you, would you continuously persistently call out to that person until they rescued you? I would. And this analogy certainly applies to my prayers or calls to God when I am facing a crisis situation. It is also important to note that we as private Christian citizens may choose to forgive the injustices of others, but that is not an option for David because he is God's appointed king, Israel's judge. And as such, David has an obligation to dispense justice, not waive it. So he is doing what he should do, praying that justice be done. This is why verse eight refers to David as God's anointed one saying, the Lord is their strength. And he is the saving strength of his anointed. Evil is not good 
And regardless of how we feel about those who do evil deeds, we should always try to save them and redirect them, if possible, from a life of sin by praying that all evil deeds be bound and judged by the power of Almighty God. If you do not share my thoughts on this, I would conclude that you are insensitive to sinful acts and like the judge in our parable of the widow woman, have little or no concern for those who have been victimized by sinners. In Psalms 28, David is not praying for a final judgment of the wicked where where they are consigned to the pit of hell, but rather for the proper recompense to them that have done evil. What David wants is for God to demonstrate that bad does not outweigh good, that the ungodly will not succeed over the godly. In this way, onlookers, those who bear witness to the crimes of the wicked, will see that crime does not pay. David is not sure that in a moral universe, excuse me, David is so sure that in a moral universe, this must be the case that he ends with the prediction in verse five that says, because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hand, he shall destroy them and not build them up. When David considered the wicked deeds of the ungodly, he concluded that they also ignored the creative work of God. For David, this was proof of one being sinful and ripe for judgment. The Apostle Paul expresses this same idea in Romans chapter 1, verses 20 through 21, when he says, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened, end quote. And verses six through seven, reread that David's prediction of the fate of evildoers is so powerful that he goes right into thanksgiving for what God has done, saying, blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. David's joy is strong. His thanksgiving is wild. And he expresses himself in three tenses. He says, he hath heard the voice of my supplication. I am helped. And with my song, will I praise him. Ladies, it is so important that we as believers remember to give thanks and to praise God when he answers our prayers. 
I want to refer to a story in the Gospel of Luke chapter 17, where Jesus was met by 10 leopards who he healed and sent to the priests for formal certification of their cure in accordance with Old Testament law. After a little while, one of them, a Samaritan, came back and threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him for healing him. The Bible says, So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? As believers, we belong to Christ. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 verses 1 through 7 tells us that we have been adopted into God's family and the Holy Spirit testifies to our spirit that we are the children of God. He confirms to our heart that we have been welcomed into the family of God. As this scripture tells us, if we are God's children, we are likewise heirs to his promise and his kingdom. So it would behoove us as believers to remember this Bible story during our prayer times because even though we are sometimes persistent in prayer, especially when we really want something, unfortunately and shamefully, we are not equally careful to thank God after he answers our prayer. Psalms 28 verses 1 through 7 is intensely personal. It is a true psalm of David, an individual. However, in verses 8 and 9, David broadens his prayer to include all of the Lord's people. In verse 7, David proclaimed, The Lord is my strength and my shield. This is the benefit and the blessing of those who trust God. He becomes their strength. God does not just give strength to those who trust him. He is refuge of his anointed one. The word anointed one means Mashiach. And it reminds me of the ultimate, the eventual, the final anointed one, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And God's anointed one is secure, strong, and safe in the Messiah. Now, David closes his prayer by saying, save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Israel's great king is asking God to bring his people what they need and long for. He began this psalm pleading for personal justice. But by the end of this psalm, David's concern is not for himself, but for the Lord's people as a whole. F.B. Meyer says, whatever is dear to the Lord 
excuse me, whatever is dear to the loved one is dear to the lover. You cannot love the pastor without taking a keen interest in all that interests him. And especially in the sheep of his pastor and the people of his hand. Hence, when you are nearest the Lord, you are almost certain to begin pleading for his inheritance and saying, save thy people, bless them, feed them, and lift them up forever. You see, when we pray to God persistently and he answers our prayer, we should do two things. One, thank him. And two, expand our prayers to include others so that they receive the same blessings and benefits as us. This is what David did in the final section of the psalm. He thanked God and expanded his prayer to include others, thanking God for one, hearing the voice of his supplication, two, for strengthening him, three, for helping him, four, for being his shield, protecting him, five, for saving his people, six, for blessing his inheritance and feeding them, and seven, for lifting them up. Remember the petitions of the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 13 are not spoken with first-person singular pronouns like my father or give me my daily bread, but with plural pronouns. It says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Finally, I want to end with one final teaching of Jesus on the right way to pray. However, this example does not come from Jesus's direct teaching, but from his example. In the Gospel of John, chapter 17, is Jesus's final prayer before his crucifixion. It is similar to our scripture text today in Psalms 28 in that it begins with Jesus's petition for himself in verses 1 through 5, but soon it turns into prayers on behalf of his people, the disciples in verses 6 through 19. And then for untold millions of people all over the world in verses 20 through 26. Who would believe in him because of the disciples' gospel message? Just as Jesus prayed for his people, we should also pray. And we should pray as David prayed, persistently and knowing that apart from hearing God's voice, we will perish as those who are spiritually dead. Because regardless of where others turn, our help is in the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to support it, we have several ways in which you can do that via the Tidely app at Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole or at Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y.com. You may donate to Broken Vessels, hyphen, Mended and Whole via PayPal at Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole at gmail.com. Or you may mail whatever gifts of love you feel led to give 
to broken vessels mended and whole. We are a 501c3 nonprofit religious organization located at P.O. Box 34637, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Join me next week for another episode of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. And don't forget to check in with me on Facebook Live at Evangelist Janice, that's J-A-N-I-S, Nelson, today at 12 noon Pacific Daylight Time. Also, I invite you to check out Season 1 of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole and join our listening audiences in the United States, Germany, Canada, Brazil, Ireland, South Africa, Singapore, India, Australia, Indonesia, and Qatar on the following podcast media media platforms, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Overcast, Google Podcasts, apps for Android, and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, take good care, and may God continue to bless you.